Okay. So today we're going to talk about one another. And uh, the New Testament is full of verses that reference one another. And um, God wants us to live a one another lifestyle. And uh, so we're going to talk a little more about that. So um, many of the one another phrases um, in the New Testament come from the Greek word alelon, and it means one another, each other, mutually or reciprocally, so back and forth. Um, There's a mutual give and give in a one another relationship. Um, So we're giving to each other. So we're going to go over some of the verses um, there are a lot of verses today, so um, you some of them will be going through kind of quickly, so you might, uh, if you're following along, the verses will be up here, but if you're actually following along in your Bible, you might just want to write down the references and go back to them later, because there's a lot. Um, and we're not going to go over all the verses, but we'll definitely go over some of them. Um, so... Starting out, Jesus gives um, his followers some commands to love one another. John fifteen twelve to 13. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He, um, he calls us friends and he laid down his life for us. Um, John fifteen seventeen. This is what I command you, love one another. So the New Testament believers, um, they were coming from different cultures. You know, they were from different places. Um, there were Jews and there were Gentiles. Um, the, many of the Gentile believers were, you know, they were worshiping pagan gods. Um, so they had very different culture and they're all coming together now. And so uh, there's this big call for them to Love one another. Um, and, uh, you know, there's no more differences. Love one another. Paul talks to uh, the early believers about that. Romans 13, 8. Uh, Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. First Thessalonians 4, 9 through 10. About brotherly love, you don't need me to write you because you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. In fact, you are doing this toward all the brothers and sisters in the region of Macedonia. But we encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this even more. Um, and so, taking note in that, the believers weren't just showing love to those in their house churches, which their churches were generally in houses, um, not like this, uh, but they were told to love their brothers and sisters, you know, they were loving their brothers and sisters in the entire region of Macedonia. So it wasn't just those of us here, you know, it's our brothers and sisters across the world. It's our brothers and sisters in other denominations, um, throughout our town. And, um, um, yeah. First Peter one twenty two. Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth, so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart, one another constantly. First John three eleven. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. 
1 John 4, 7 to 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. Second John 1, 5 through 6. So now I ask you, dear lady, not as if I were writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commands. This is the command, as you have heard it from the beginning, that you walk in love. Obviously, it's very important that we love one another. And, um, and you know, it's the... It's a command. Sometimes we brush that off, but it's, it's very important. Um, John thirteen thirty four to 35. I give you a new command. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So this is what separates us from the world, um, is our love. And that we're showing love to one another. And we may be seeing that here, but that's not always what we see in the church at large. And um, many believers are, you know, cutting each other down um, and acting very much like the world, arguing over doctrine, non-essential things. And um, and the world sees that. They're taking notice. And... Um, and you know, the world will know that we are Jesus's disciples by our love. They'll know who God is by our love and they'll be drawn to him um, because they see us loving each other and not fighting each other. So loving one another as God loves us is the foundation for our relationship with each other and everything comes back to that. So some other verses that help us walk out this love and loving one another is to serve one another. Um, Galatians five thirteen to 15. For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. So, you know, we see this, um, you know, Churches that have um, a church split, um, there's, you know, when you start getting, um, there's fighting and, and, you know, they're consumed by it and there's division. And um, so um, that is not what we want. We want to serve one another and be humble. Ephesians five nineteen to 21, speaking to one another in Psalms hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, or out of reference of Christ is another way.
So in the verses just before uh, this one, Paul is saying not to get drunk or live a reckless lifestyle, but that we should be filled with the Spirit. Um, when we're living a full life, full of the Spirit, it shows up in what we talk about, um, talking and singing together about and to the Lord, and uh, we're sum- we are to submit to one another, and that is um, serving one another. So sometimes the word submit can be scary, so let's just break down what the what it means to submit to one another. Um, the Greek word for submit uh, in this verse is hupotasomenoi. Uh, I probably didn't say that right, but that is what Google is telling me. Um, which means to subordinate reflexively to obey. Um, when we submit to one another, we yield to the power and authority of another. But if I'm yielding to you and you're yielding to me, that looks a lot like putting the other person before yourself. Um, So it's mutual servanthood, love and compromise, not needing to have your own way or rule over another. Um, The life of Jesus and the New Testament letters give us so many examples of humbling ourselves and serving others. Um, The least will be the greatest. There is no hierarchy among the followers of Jesus. And we are all walking with one another as his disciples. Um, We're caring for one another. We're not supervising the lives of one another. We're caring for one another and we're walking together through that. So humbly serving. And Jesus was an awesome example of that. Um, Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And Peter starts out here by addressing those that are younger, but then he reminds all of us to be humble to each other, younger and older. Um, so we're living one another, uh, living um, out our one another, and uh, we are humbling ourselves and we're submitting to one another. We're putting others first. Uh, so how do we continue to walk out this love with one another? We are welcoming and hospitable to one another. I should have had a counter today how many times I say one another. Let's see if I can still get it out of my mouth by the end. First uh, Peter 4, 8-9. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. Since love covers a multitude of sins, be hospitable to one another without complaining. I don't know if many of us complain about having people in our homes and being hospitable, but I don't know that we do that very much anymore. You know, it used to be that you have people over to your house for dinner. Um, We kind of moved to going out to restaurants, which is good. Going out to restaurants is good, but it's still... One moment, Jonathan will take care of that. Our resident fire uh, alarm person. Um, I'm going to get a drink of water while he takes care of that.
once in a while our system will be beeping and somebody will call us and say, hey, I was by your building and it's beeping. And we'll come and turn it off. Okay, they're checking out. And we'll keep going. So, um, restaurants and homes. And so, you know, sometimes... um, Eating out doesn't replace having people in our homes and sitting around our tables and relaxing and having those conversations. And I think that that's something that we need to get back to. I'm very guilty of that. My kids are little. I now have a dog that's barking. You know, I crazy life and I'm on the go. There's always an excuse um, for that. Well, my kids are grown. I still got a crazy dog. But... You know, maybe if we're patient with one another, we still go over and we bear with the crazy dog until he calms down a bit, you know, to spend time with each other. And um, we're not afraid to invite others over and to have a meal. And summer's the perfect time for cookouts and and sitting out. But I think that's more, we need to do more of that. Um, Romans 15, 5 to 7. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you to the glory of God. So I think when people come in the door here, they feel pretty welcomed. You know, we're, we're welcoming people. But welcoming is more than just saying hello to people when they come in the door. Um, it's also making sure to make a connection when people are here. And also that we're not closing ourselves off, but that we're welcoming people continually into our fellowship. And, um, and that we're making them feel welcome. Um, Tagging this on here as well, because um, I didn't have another good place to put it besides uh, meals, but um, is uh, helping one another. And I think that we're pretty good with that, but we can continue to grow. And um, all of this, none of this is a, is that we don't do these things, but it's a good reminder and it's, it's an area that we can grow in. Um, but helping one another, you know, as we... People came and helped us with our roof, which was awesome and amazing. You know, helping BJ build a fence, help Rob and Kelly with wood, help, you know, everybody has helps and needs. I'm still waiting for Eloise to call me so I can help her paint her hallway or something. But not being afraid to, um, you know, let let each other know when we need help. Because I know everybody here is willing to help others, and you need to be willing to... to um, ask for help as well, because we grow together as we're working side by side, um, living life side by side. In the New Testament um, churches, you know, everybody's, you're closer together, you know, our cars and we were much further, you know, we're spread out more than what they were then. You know, then you're like working in the marketplace together. You're everybody's together. You're living life together. So we're spread out a little bit more. It takes a little more effort um, to do that. And, but we need to live our life together, um, working and talking, um, side by side. And as we bond closer together in love, uh, the next thing that um, begins to happen is we begin to confess our sins to one another. That can seem scary. 
James 5.16 Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. So the verses just before uh, verse 16 are talking about healing. And um, we have sin that opens doors that can keep us from being healed and can also keep our prayers from being effective. And um, so we need to be confessing our sins to one another. So um, what does that look like? Um, do you have somebody um, close to you that you can can confess your sins to, you know, and I think that if you're married, you need to have somebody close um, besides your spouse as well, and um, that you can can do that with. Um, if your brother and sister, brother or sister confesses a sin to you, how do you respond? Um, do you shame them, or do you pray for them for restoration and walk out that journey of uh you know, that journey towards freedom with them, if that's needed. And, um, you know, um, I'm going to go to the next verse first, and then I'll go on to the next thing. I'm already at the next verse. There we go. I'm like, why am I going to, it's not moving. Um, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Of two. There we go. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So when we confess our sins to one another, we bring that sin into the light. Uh, God forgives us. Um, you know, God forgives us of our sin, but um, when we don't confess our sin, we're only sharing a portion and that sin stays in the darkness and it continues to grow. And, um, you might wonder why do I need to share my sin with another person? You know, it's maybe it's embarrassing. And, um, I just like to tell it to only God. And I want to say, how's that working for you? Because when we're not bringing it to the light, we just continue in that cycle of sin. Like we've got to bring it to the light. And I'm not talking about coming up here and saying it in front of the whole body. I'm saying have a trusted person that you can share those things with, that you can walk out that journey of healing. So, you know, giving you an example, um, say you have an addiction to pornography that can't stay in the darkness. If it stays in the darkness, it's just going to continue on and on. And every time saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this again. And then the cycle continues and continues. You need somebody to walk that journey with you. This is just one example. You need somebody that'll walk out that journey with you. That's a tough journey. I mean, some people, freedom, you know, you confess and that freedom comes right away. Some people in addictions and things, it's not right away. 
and we don't know why it doesn't happen right away, but there's a growth and there's a journey and it's tough. And that's where when you're confessing your sin to one another, that one another person needs to be willing to walk that journey out with you. And that's that takes time. That takes getting into the dirt and the grit and walking things out with one another. Um, one another lifestyle isn't just saying good morning to each other on Sunday morning, how are you, and moving on. It's getting into the deep things. And um, so we need to be willing to do that. We need to be willing to be accountability partners with people. Um, and this also feeds that need for intimacy, um, which can also lead us down paths into sin when we don't have that intimacy. So, um, And we can't expect our... Uh, if you're married, you can't expect your spouse to fully fulfill all your intimacy needs. And I'm not just talking about sexual intimacy. I'm talking about that deep friend intimacy because um, that's a lot to put on one person and they can't fulfill all that. You know, God fulfills that, but we also need those closer than a brother and sister needs as well. And um, to uh, share share the load and spread that out. So we need that. And it makes our marriage healthier when we have that. Um, next first. Galatians 6.2. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And what is his law? Now this is his command. Sorry, First John 3.23. Now this is his command that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. So this is all, this is the law of Christ. This is what we do. Um, and in carrying one another's burdens, um, this isn't just about walking with each other um, through, you know, walking out of sin or addiction or anything like that. This is about, um, you know, walking through people through the hard road of um, chronic illness or divorce, um, grief, loss, um, struggles in relationships, um, same-sex attraction, uh, eating disorders, mental health uh, struggles, um, suicide ideation, bullying. You know, there's no Band-Aid for this. This is the, the tough, deep get in and walk this out with people. And, um, yeah, praying and walking it out together. And that's what our lives together should look like. Speaking truth to one another. Ephesians 4.25, Therefore, put away lying. Speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members one of another. So that, I think, uh, you know, let's be honest with one another. Always telling the truth. Don't judge one another. As we're walking when, uh, with one another in love and confessing our sins to one another, we need to remember not to judge. Romans fourteen thirteen. Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. James four eleven to 12. Don't criticize one another. Brothers and sisters, anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor?
And I think I'm just going to leave that there, judging. Forgiving one another. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander, be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ Jesus. So forgiveness is releasing another person. They owe us nothing. It's not saying that what they did was right. It's releasing them. They owe us nothing. And um, forgiveness is mostly for our benefit and our release. And, um, and so it's very important that we forgive one another for help and healing. Encouraging one another. First Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. And I think we are already doing that. But we can continue to do it more. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. We see the day approaching, like the day when Jesus is coming. That's what this is talking about. We see the day approaching. They've been seeing it since back then. We've been in the end times all this while, but we're seeing the day approaching. And so we need to be gathering together. This isn't just gathering together on Sunday, although we need to be here together. You know, this is like the main time we come together, but this is also talking about gathering together during the week. Like we talked about before in your homes, um, having people over and um, are going out, you know, together, um, getting together. Um, and it's not just an organized Bible study or prayer on a Wednesday, Thursday night. This is gathering together um, impromptu throughout the weeks. Second um, Corinthians thirteen eleven to twelve. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, become mature, be encouraged. Be of the same mind, be at peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send you greetings. We can do holy hugs and handshakes. We don't have to kiss one another. That is their culture. And some people, like I have some family, you know, we always kiss each other on the cheek when we see one another. But, um, you know, giving each other a hug, handshake, at least greeting one another, not just coming to your bench on a Sunday morning, but taking time to greet one another and talk with one another. And, um, you know, and this is where our discipleship happens, walking side by side, um, helping each other grow, the elders in the faith, teaching the younger in the faith, and um, age is no factor there, you know, coming alongside and, um, and discipling one another. In Christ, uh, we can be hurt in relationships, but we can also be healed in relationships. And that is what God wants for us that we would walk together, encourage one another, and be healed. That through this, we would know God more, and others would know God because of the love that they see between us. Because as we grow in this, we're taking it, you know, we're taking it out and uh, loving the world and those that don't know God. We're a body. And we're all parts, and we function together, and no part is no important, you know, there's no part, maybe I can say that phrase, but there's no part of the body that is more important, important than another part. I think I got that out. Everybody understands. Um, we're a safe place. 
with one another. You know, we're safe with one another. Uh, even if we fail, we still belong. Even if we stumble, we still belong. Your brothers and sisters will still walk with you, um, encouraging you on the walk as we mature in the Lord. All questions are permitted. Uh, we'll wrestle through the answers together. And um, you're safe to step out and try new things. Um, you aren't excommunicated if you make a mistake. This is how we need to live in covenant relationships with each other. Closer than siblings, like a marriage among friends, for better or for worse. Uh, we're a pack and nobody is getting picked off. Um, we help each other overcome addictions and we're accountable to one another. When part of the body is hurting, we hurt. We help one another. Um, we help them through. We rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. Uh, Brent spoke often about when we're chasing after comfort and pleasure, we don't have time to chase after the things of God. And this is true. Um, if our comfort and pleasure is more important than taking time to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ, then we're missing something. We're not following Christ's commandment uh, to live life with each other and walk the journey. It takes sacrifice, a sacrifice of time. And we may need to rearrange our lives so that we can have people over once in a while. Um, stay after church and visit instead of rushing right out. Taking time to visit or call someone during the week. And go deep into one another's trials with them. Living a one another life isn't just what we do on Sunday. This is what we do all the time. This is our life now. This is your life in Christ. This is how we walk out our love in Christ. So... I'm going to read Colossians 3, 12 to 17, because that passage sums up everything that we spoke about today. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule in your hearts. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you've given us this one another life, that we get to walk out this walk with you together and support each other, that we're not out here alone trying to make it, Lord, but that you have made us a family Show us ways, Lord, that we can support one another. Show us where we need to make some uh, changes, some tweaking in our life so that we have room and time for one another. Help us to welcome others into our mess and let us be, help us to be willing to step into the mess of another. Give us strength, Lord, as we go deep with each other that we wouldn't that we would surrender those things to you 
that we would be drawn up to you together and not drawn down together. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your love. Thank you so much for the family that I have here and the brothers and sisters that we have across the world. Continue to strengthen us and grow us and mature us in you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.